where's Connor at? Connor, can you help me tonight? Would that be okay? Can I get you to sit in that end chair right over there in the orchestra pit? And, and I wanted you to give us your most pathetic look. You got it? Act like you are just deprived and you just are lonely. No, no, over that way, over that way. So just, just, just look sad. There you go. Perfect, perfect. There, just, just lay your head back and, and look sad. Oh, that's so pitiful right there. In fact, move the music stand because you're so short uh, that uh, there you go. Now, now, just give us your saddest, the, the saddest, most pathetic. It's hard, isn't it? Galatians chapter 5, if you don't mind, and uh, I'm going to pray and we'll get right into it. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for this time that we can be together, and I pray that you'll uh, bless us now. I pray that you'd help us as we uh, talk and preach about this subject, and may we be strengthened because of tonight. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16, this I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh... Flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. These are contrary, the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led of the spirit, ye are not under the law. I'm going to preach you tonight on this subject, and in uh, tonight, is, is, here's the title. How do I know if it is the spirit leading how do I know if it is the Spirit leading? Um, if I uh, truly, uh, one of the questions, if I'm back up and say this, if one of the questions that I've had more than any other question as pastor over the last six years would probably be this. Pastor, how do you discern if the path I'm walking down, if it's the Holy Spirit leading me down this path and it's not my flesh leading me down this path? Uh, the most common circumstance around which this question is asked probably is by our young adults who are trying to decide, is this guy or is this girl that I'm dating, is this that person I should be dating? But that's only, that, that probably the most common, but the peripheral is huge. I, the question comes about business. The question comes about family relations. The question comes about a geographical move. The question comes about changing jobs. The question comes about buying a house. The question comes... So a pastor truly is a multitude of hats that he wears because you're always wrestling with... Christians are always wrestling I, I wish there were just somebody that would just tell me what I need to do. How do I know if it truly is the Spirit leading me? I want you to look, if you don't mind, in John chapter 16, verse 13. Now, you're going to have to keep your Bibles handy because we are literally going to march through the Word of God. We're going to start in John chapter 16 and verse number 13. And we're going to start marching through uh, and, and, and look at it. And uh, John 16, 13 and uh, John chapter 16 and verse number 13. Do you have it? And by the way, keep your Bibles handy because here we go. John chapter 16, verse 13. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come. What's the next three words? He will what? Guide. Now the Bible says that the spirit of God, that the whole purpose of him being here is to guide. It is to guide us into what? All truth. The day you got saved, I want you to always remember this about the Spirit of God. The day that you trusted Him, in the very first moment, He started dwelling on the inside. 
he became, listen to this, activated at salvation. And then he became very active in your life after salvation. The Spirit of God that dwells on the inside of you became activated at salvation. And then he became very active in your life after salvation. You and I have to stop thinking about the Trinity as it is one, two, three. The Trinity is not one, God the Father, two, God the Son, three, God the Holy Spirit of God. God does not lessen himself when you start doing that. The Trinity is all are one because all are God. I know it is such an elementary thing, but it's what separates us from the Jehovah Witnesses. It is what separates us from the Mormons. And if that offends you tonight, then you do not understand the basis of this Bible because God, although there's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, it is not one, two, three. And you and I as Christians have got to stop thinking about the Holy Spirit of God as an anemic third part of the Trinity that sits in the corner of our life as a little part of God and that he doesn't get off the bench into the game until we beg him to get off the bench in the game. That's not the Holy Spirit of God because he is God, he has all power, and he has all authority. He is not a weakling sitting in a corner. But most Christians get this idea that I can never have a relationship with the Holy Ghost because... I have to lure him into my world. Oh, it's easy to get saved. You just ask him to become your savior. But there's something mystical about the Holy Ghost of God that I have to lure him off the bench. I have to dangle a big enough tear to get him off the bench. You listen to me. The Holy Ghost of God is not that in your life. Brother Brusky, can you come down here if you don't mind? This is the Holy Ghost of God. No, that does not live on the inside of you. Praise God. The day I got saved, and dear Jesus, would you please save me? I want to go to heaven. Please save me. Do you know who became the earnest of my salvation? The Holy Ghost of God. And I just want you to march back in back of me. He's active. He's walking. He's alive. You say, well, how come that I don't ever, nothing ever happens to me if I'm that saved? You want to know why? Because where he is active at, we're always the opposite of where he's active at. Whenever we would get on the same side of where the Holy Ghost is at, but it seems like every time he gets active that we just kind of switch sides, and that's why we turn around and say, my goodness, I don't even see him here. I don't even know what he's doing. And that's why there's no Holy Ghost power in our lives. It's not because we have not got him off the bench. He's active because he's God. He was there when the worlds were created. He was there when the lepers were cleansed. He was there when the water was parted. He was there when the sun was hung into the sky and the stars were flung into space. He was there because he's God. He's not a third member water boy sitting on the bench. And you and I as Christians got to stop thinking of him as that way. Walk through the Bible with me. Brother Brusky, stop because I'm getting nervous. Something that big moving behind me, I get nervous. I was preaching down in Huntsville one time, and I forgot I was in Huntsville, and I'm sitting there with 300 prisoners, convicts, like locked in. 
Like when you go to the front gate, you turn in your driver's license. And then they give you a little lanyard to wear. They got your driver's license. They give you this stupid lanyard. And then here's what they say. If you lose it, you're not coming out. That night I preached like this and with the word of God like this. I'm not losing that lanyard. Well, I got wound up and forgot I was in jail. And, uh, and I'm just preaching away. These guys in white jumpsuits sitting out here. And I'm just preaching up a storm. And well, I started sweating. Well, I forgot guys were behind me. And these guys' job behind me is when I start sweating and they see that the preacher needs water, that their job is to take water and rush it right up to the pulpit and sit it right up there. Man, when I saw a white suit coming at me, it dawned on me. I don't know what he's in here for. And I'm really scared right now. So something that big walking behind me, I don't want it. Stand there. And... Uh, the Spirit of God is alive. The Spirit of God is active. Because for Him to be sitting in our lives is not in keeping with what the Word of God says. Take your Bibles, go to John chapter 3. Get ready. Because you're going to have to answer. I'm going to stop and let's answer it. Are you ready? How do you know if it's the Spirit leading? Well, first you have to be convinced that the Holy Spirit of God on the inside of you is not sitting on the sideline. He's moving because He's God. It is not like God to sit back and not do anything. That's not God's nature. So here we go. You ready? John 3, 5. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, get ready because you're going to answer it. Except a man be born of water and of the what? Spirit. He's active at people getting reborn. Acts 8, 29. Acts 8, 29. Acts chapter 8, verse 29. Holy Spirit of God's active. Acts 8, 29. You got it? Then the Spirit, what? Said. You're not there yet, are you? I'm trying to test how far in between scriptures I need to go. Depends how what kind of neighborhood they're in. Then the Spirit, what? Said. The Spirit's active. The Spirit's speaking. Acts 8, 39. Same chapter. You got it? Same chapter. And when they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord, what? Caught away Philip. Acts chapter 10, verse 19. Acts chapter 10 and verse number 19. Acts chapter 10 and verse number 19. While Peter thought on the vision, the Spirit, what? Said. Look at Acts chapter 11, verse 12. Acts chapter 11, verse 12. And the Spirit, what? Bade me go with them. Nothing, what? Doubting. Look how active the Spirit is. Acts eleven twenty eight. Acts eleven twenty eight. And there stood up one of them named Agabus, and what signified by the Spirit. Go to Romans chapter eight verse thirteen. Now it's very important we continue down these scriptures because these are the things that tell us that we don't have a Holy Spirit of God on the inside of us that's just sitting. He's active. He's bringing people to Jesus Christ through the new birth. He's talking to Philip. He's catching away Philip. He's baiting people. He's telling them don't doubt. He's signifying through Agabus in Romans eight thirteen. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do what? Mortify the deeds of the flesh. Now we find the Spirit killing the deeds of the flesh. Look how active he is. Romans 8, 15. Look at verse 15. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage, again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of what? Adoption, whereby we what? Cry of a father. Look at verse 16. The Spirit 
itself beareth what? Witness. Look at Romans 8, 23. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the what? Spirit, even we ourselves do what? Groan. Look at verse 26 of the same chapter. Likewise, the Spirit also what? Helpeth our what? Infirmity. Think about this. The Holy Spirit's not on the sideline. Just walk back and forth. The Holy Spirit is killing the deeds of the flesh. The Holy Spirit is helping our infirmities. The Holy Spirit is bidding people. The Holy Spirit is speaking to people. The Holy Spirit is helping people get caught away. The Holy Spirit is bringing new life on the inside. Keep walking and y'all keep reading. Look, look down. Go to 1 Corinthians 2.4. 1 Corinthians 2.4. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse number 4, and we'll stay in this chapter right here for three verses. 1 Corinthians 2, 4, are you there? And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in what? Demonstration of the Spirit and of what? Power. You know what that means? That while I'm in preaching right now, that my words may not be enticing, but guess who's activated in my life and in your life to bring a demonstration of power and a demonstration of changing your life? It's the Holy Spirit of God. It's not the singing. It's not the lights. It is not the building. The power comes from the Holy Ghost of God. I want you to keep going with me. Boy, I'm enjoying myself. Look at verse number 10. But God hath revealed them unto us by his what? Spirit. For the Spirit, what? Searcheth all things. Don't you think for one second he's sitting on the sideline. Uh Uh-uh. He's dug in to the attic of your life. And guess what he's doing? He's searching. Let's keep going. Are you ready? Look at chapter, verse 11. For what knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of a man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the what? Spirit of God. So he's showing us the things of God. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 22. Look at this. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 22. 2 Corinthians 1, 22. Who hath also sealed us and given the what? earnest of the spirit in our what hearts you know what the spirit is he's not on the sideline he's inside of us making sure that we're sealed until the day of redemption go to galatians chapter 5 and verse number 5 look at it galatians 5 and verse number 5 i like this look at galatians 5 5 for we through the spirit what's the next word wait do you know who's sitting in the waiting room with us waiting for the lord to come back is the Holy Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit of God was activated at salvation and became active in our life. He is not sitting on the sideline. He is active. He is walking in our lives. He is trying to kill the deeds of the flesh in our lives. He is trying to help us with our infirmities. He is a very active God in our lives. Go to Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 17. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 17. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 17. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the what? Spirit, which is the what? Word of God. I could go from verse to verse. I could go to Philippians 1.19. For I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. We could go to 2 Thessalonians 2.13. Through sanctification 
of the Spirit. We could go to 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 22. Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit. First John, uh, in 1 John, it says, And hereby know that he abideth in us by the Spirit which he hath given us. And I love 1 John 5, 8. And these are, the th- are three that bear witness in the earth, the Spirit. There are 25 verses that tell us that our Holy Spirit is not sitting over there like Connor, weak and lowly and just waiting to be begged into the game. Uh Uh-uh. He's off the bench. He's in your life. He's alive. He's walking around. He's active. So if he's that active, shouldn't we be led by him? Won't you think with me now? If he's that active, shouldn't we not be led by him to avoid more tragedy than we get ourselves into. The tragedy we get ourselves into is because we don't know we're going to let you be the spirit. Seth, I'm going to let you be the flesh. Come on up here, Seth. Come on up here. We don't know. Take that arm. Take that arm, Seth. If this is the spirit and this is the flesh, go ahead and start pulling. We don't know. The average Christian... How do I decide if what I'm feeling on the outside right now is pain? But what if I'm feeling on the outside? How do I know if this fleeting thought is the spirit or if it's the flesh? How can I feel so good about something? Give God the credit. Let go, please. And it turn out so bad. How many of us have made a decision, myself included, that we thought was the spirit only to find out that it truly was the flesh and then after we got into it we thought oh my soul how could I misinterpret this we know that the spirit thank you have a seat Seth we know that the spirit is active so if he is that active then how come we don't always make the right decision pastor how do I know if it's the Spirit leading me. I want you to write down this statement, if you could. Then I'm going to give you four questions. Are you ready? Write down this statement. Are you ready? Here we go. How he leads... How he leads is the true indication for if he is leading. How he leads is the true indication for if he is leading i know it's a little bit confusing in and of itself but listen to me and i'll explain it how he leads is the true indication for if he's really leading he will never start leading you the wrong way most people are looking at the end of a decision And they never back up to ask themselves this question. How did I start getting into this process? You know that there's a contrariness going on here. Because the Bible is very clear if you look at verse 17. It says this, For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are what? Contrary. The one to the other. Galatians 5.17 So that ye cannot do the things ye would. Now please listen to me. We're going to make it very simple tonight. In your life, how do you know if the Spirit's leading? It's very simple. 
how he will lead you is the only true indicator if it's him leading you. How, how do I know if this is the spirit or how do I know if this is just my flesh? The Bible gives us exactly how to determine it. In Galatians chapter 5, if you look in verses here, the book's divided up, these section of verses are divided up into two parts. Look at verse 19. You ready? Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. I want you to read them with me. Are you ready? Here we go. Verse 19. Are you there? Here we go. Ready? Let's read the works of the flesh. Ready? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murderers, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. Very interesting. How do you know if it's the Spirit leading? Well, you have two things that are contrary, and we just read them. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulation, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, drunkenness, revelings, such like. Here's what Paul is saying. Please listen to me and I'll help you. If you're interested at all, I'll help you. Are you ready? You know it's not the Spirit if it has any fragrance of what I just read. But then you have the other side, which is the fruit of the Spirit. Look at it, verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Now, this is very interesting to me. Are you ready? I'll give you four questions that you can ask yourself to see if it is the Spirit leading. You have the works of the flesh over here. And by the way, I could not in all good conscience, and I, and I praise God for the Word of God and how He put it. I could not in all good conscience go through the works of the flesh without educating our young people more than what they need to be educated. I believe in the King James Bible. I believe in the simplicity of the King James, yet the complexity of its words that shelter our children from a lot of knowledge they are not ready to receive. It is amazing to me how that I did not realize the depth of this book until after I was grown, married, and had children, and then I realized how bad this world was because the book said this is how bad it is. But as a kid, I was oblivious to it. I don't think that you give light credibility by explaining darkness. I think you explain light, it keeps away the darkness. But let's just suffice it to say this. You cannot be led by the Spirit if these things are at play. You know you're led by the Spirit because how the Spirit leads you, I want you to look back at the, those, the fruit of the Spirit, and I'm going to ask you four questions, and then, then we'll start clarifying it. You ready? The Spirit will only lead you with love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Four questions, we're done. Number one, how do I know if the Spirit is leading? Are you ready? One, how labor-intensive is it? How labor-intensive is it? Let me tell you something. When you go through the works of the flesh, go ahead and march back and forth. Keep marching. And, uh, hey, by the way, can you wear my Fitbit? Because I really need to get the rest of my steps in. How labor-intensive is it? What is the first three words in verse number 19? What is it? 
Now the, what's the next word? Works. Works. You say, how do I know if it's the spirit leading? How much work is it to have a relationship with someone that's not your wife? How much covering up do you have to do? How many lies do you have to throw out there? Just go through it. Fornication, uncleanness, lascivious, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulation, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, evenings, even that word, drunkenness, revelings. When you have to work at proving your point, that's not the spirit leading you and I. When you have to convince people, that's not the spirit leading. When you have to prove it up, that's not the spirit leading. My father was a genius to us children being raised because I remember going in to see my dad one time and I said, Dad, Dad, I really, and I told him something I wanted to do, and I just started explaining all the virtues of what I wanted to do. You know what he said? Son, stop trying to sell me like a used car salesman is trying to sell you a clunker and a lemon. Son, just tell me what you want to do, and if it can't stand on its own two feet and carry its own virtue, I don't need you to tell me how virtuous it is. And there's a lot of people in this auditorium that you're trying to manipulate your way through life and you're trying to manipulate things to get in and you're trying to con people if I can just it here and if I can get over here and if I can do this and do this. Let me tell you something. Get your hands off the computer board, key- keyboard. Get your hand off of the internet. Stop trying to whisper in this ear to get a favor over here. Listen to me. How labor intensive is it? To get it done. If you have to manipulate it, you have to con it, that's not the spirit leading. Because everything that's listed here, the works of the flesh, it's very interesting to me. That's a lot of energy. That's a lot of energy. Witchcraft, that's a lot of energy. Hatred takes more muscles to frown than it does to smile. That's a lot of work. Wrath, you're tired at the end of the day of being mad. Strife, that's how come you can't sleep. Heresies, drunkenness, revelings. You know what he's saying? That's too much work right there. But he said the fruit of the Spirit. Fruit is something you pluck, not something you necessarily work at. It's something you can walk up to a tree. That's how easy it is. There is no labor. Let me tell you something. You'll know when it's the right one, young lady and young man. You want to know why? Because you're not having to convince your parents that they're the right one. And you're not having to try to convince your sibling that they're the right one. When it's the right one, everybody in the family loves them more than they love you. When your dad steps up and says, hey, um, when are you going on a date with him again? Well, we're scheduled to go out. Do you think y'all can put that off? Because I would really love to take him fishing. Then you know you're in. You know you're in. Brother Carson's back there, got a son-in-law. I'm sure Ryan knew he was into the family when Brother Carson said, don't go on a date with Sharon. Let you and I go shoot and spend some guy time together. Let me tell you, you don't have to work at it. But oh, when you got to say, well, the virtue's over here. And then you got to run back over here and say, but she's a good girl. Don't look at what she's doing. She's just a good girl. And then you got to run back over here. I promise you he'll straighten up afterwards. Let me, it's too much work. The spirit never leads to where man has to do the work. He always leads to where the spirit's already done the work. How do I know if the spirit's leading? How labor intensive is it? Work takes toil. 
The fruit is there to be picked. Listen to this statement. The fruit of the Spirit is not labor-intensive, it is faith-intensive. The fruit of the Spirit is not labor-intensive. Guess what it is? Faith-intensive. What you got to do at that point, you go, all right, God, here we go. Man, I didn't work any of this out. Listen, are you ready? You're not going to believe this, but this is too good to be true. God, this is too good. This is too easy. This is going too wonderful. Want to know why? Because when the Spirit's your buckler, remember, He's God. He's not sitting in the corner. The Spirit of God's alive and He's working in your life. And when you let Him lead you, you ain't got to work at it. There are many guys that get married, they didn't work at it. There she was. Wow. You mean somebody this ugly gets something that good looking? Woo! Did you have to chase her? Uh-uh, she chased me. No, okay. And uh, the fruit of the Spirit is not labor-intensive. It is faith-intensive. Next, number two, how do you know if it's the Spirit leading? Are you tired yet? Okay. How do you know if it's the Spirit leading? Are you ready? How violating is it to others? How violating is it to others? Who has to be stepped on to get done what you want to get done? Who do you have to run over? What parent do you have to disrespect? What authority do you have to tell off? What person do you have to rise up and stand your ground? You see, how do I know if it's the spirit leading? He's active. Very simple. Look at it. Look at it. Galatians 5.19. Ready? The works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery, fornication. Stop right there. I wonder how many wives and children have had to bear the shame and husbands have had to bear the shame of those two things right there. So is it the spirit of God if others are violated and hurt? Uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings. Do you know what this is saying? That at the end, at the end of when you get done what you want to get done, how do I know if it's the spirit leading or not? Listen to me. The spirit, kind of pull my tie down there to, to, to Peter. Kind of pull me down to Peter. The spirit is never going to lead you to the back door. Watch me. And on the way to the back door, he slaps this guy. He punches this guy. He, oh, no, 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 we're not doing that. He, he messes with this guy. Listen to me. The Spirit never leads you to a destination that you have dead bodies along the way. I don't care how much a person tells me, but pastor, I have such peace about this. I can tell you if it's the Spirit leading or the flesh, how many people are hurt along the way. Because the Spirit is a healer. The Spirit's not a divider. Come back up. There's a couple in this room. As soon as I start describing them, they'll be the only two that know who they are. When they first had an attraction to each other, it was going to be very interesting to see how this was going to play out. When they started having this attraction to each other, both fathers independently of each other came up to me and said what do you think and I said that's not the question because I'm not the father 
what do you think? He goes, I hate to say it. Both of them, independently of each other. Hate to say it. I like that girl. The, the other dad, I hate to say it. I like that guy. Then I started hearing from their siblings. Man, if my sister or my brother, if they get down, they, this is going to be a great family. I love rain because you know what that just tells me? You ain't going nowhere. <laughs> We've confiscated all the umbrellas. And uh, hey, listen to me. When it's the flesh leading, you've got to kill. Listen to this. You've got to kill somebody. You have got to be drunk. You have got to start envying. You have got to spouting heresies. You've got to start conniving. You've got to be at strife. You've got to get mad. You've got to get emotional. You've got to have variance. You change your mind all the time. You've got to start hating people. You have to start consulting outside influences other than God. You've got to be lascivious. That's a whole world, word in and of itself. You've got to start becoming unclean. And you've got to start doing things that dishonor the body. But when the Spirit's leading, then guess what happens? You're very helpful to others. When the Spirit's leading you, and you say, that's what God, I believe, the Spirit wants me to do. You know what? Everybody around you is helped. They are edified. They are happy people. They are great people. Nobody's got anything to say. But when the flesh is leading, oh, it's disaster. And there's dead bodies, broken windows, broken down cars, mad people everywhere. You start dividing out everybody. But when the Spirit's leading, man, it's like I got no problems. This cannot be this easy. It is always that easy when the Spirit leads. Third question. How restrictive or edifying are the relatives of the flesh and spirit. It's, it's, it's a long one to write down. How restrictive or edifying, just suffice it to say that. You see, the end of every work of the flesh is always death. The end of the fruit of the spirit and the spirit of God is always life. Listen to this. When you get into the works of the flesh, watch this. Stop real quick, stop. Everybody watch faster. When you get into the works of the flesh, you always start getting darker and darker and keep going down and everything keeps falling apart. But when it's the Spirit, it's nothing but success everywhere you turn. That doesn't mean there's not hard times going up. And then the last one's this, and this is what I really wanted to get to. And I've been preaching now for 32 minutes, so here we go. You ready? Are you ready? Do you have checks and balances? Now, please listen to your pastor, and I think I can help you. One, two, three, four, five, Zach, six, seven, Ethan, eight, nine. Jacob and Aaron, come line up right here, if you don't mind. There you go. Kind of lock arms. Come on up, Seth. Come on up. Lock arms. I want you to notice that when it says, what, is it singular or plural? I want you to look in verse number 19. Now the what? Works. Talk to me now. Galatians 5, 19. Now the what? Singular or plural? Plural. Plural. Look at the listing. It's just scattered. It's confusion. Once it's the flesh, people get scatterbrained. Once it's the flesh, they can't even, they can't even reason. Want to know why? You can't do that to your mind or your body or your emotions without just being an emotional wreck. 
I just can't. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? I don't know what we're going to do. I, I, you hate this day. You love that day. You love this day. You hate that day. I love that person. Hate that person. That person's good in my life. I hate that person because they didn't tell me what I wanted to hear. And that person, I just can't stand. And all of a sudden, it's on, off, on, off, hot, cold, on, off. I don't know what you are or what you want. That's how you know it's the flesh. Here you go. You ready? This is my greatest verse. I love this verse. Look at it. But the what? Fruit. Singular or plural? Singular. Watch this. Are you ready? You guys remember who you are. Are you ready? You are love. What are you? Love. You are what? Joy. Oh, you all switch because you're getting married. There you go. You are what? Love. Love. I want you to look down there at your bride-to-be and and what? Love. Tell her right now publicly, I love you. I love you. Oh, (laughs) that was sick. Y'all scoot down this way. Scoot down this way. There you go. There you go. You are what? Love. Love. You are what? Joy. Joy. You are what? Peace. Peace. You are what? Long suffering. Louder. You are what? Long suffering. You are what? Gentleness. Gentleness. You are what? Goodness. Goodness. You are what? Faith. 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 Don't worry. I had to look at it too. You are what? (laughs) Faith. You are meekness and you are what? Temperance. Temperance. What are you? You are? You are? You are? Long, louder, long suffering. You are goodness, goodness, faith, faith. Meekness. They, Temperance. they all complement each other. Where the works of the flesh are tearing apart a person, these are all complementing each other. So, how do I know the spirit's leading? Lead me into their spirit, because he will lead me past. Go ahead. He'll lead me past all the confirmation that I need. Stop. To know, am I on the right track? Let go. Thank you. Because one part of the Spirit will never violate the other part of the Spirit. Watch this. I'm in love with this girl. Woo! I'm in love with this girl. With that girl right down there. I'm sorry. I'm in love with that girl right down there. You ready? You ready? Here we go. I'm in love. What are you? Love. Oh, you're right. I love. What are you? Joy. Joy. Oh, I am so happy about this. What are you? Peace. Peace. Oh, you better believe it. I've got peace. Are you ready? I got what? Love. I've got what? Joy. Woo, I've got what? Peace. peace. Oh, yeah. I'm in love. I've got joy. joy. I've got peace. And I have what? Long suffering. Yeah, I can put up with her quirks. I've got what? Love. I've got what? Joy. I've got what? Peace. I've got what? Long I've not seen anything I couldn't live with. I've got what? Love. I've got what? Joy. I've got what? Peace. I've got what? And most people get there and they go, I don't want to live that way. The Spirit will never contradict itself. At whatever point you do not have one of the nine is at the point you turn around, you march right back out. Let's keep going because it gets bad right here. I have what? Love, love that car. I have what? Joy. I love that joy about that car. I have what? Peace. I can see myself in that car. I have what? I can make the payments on that car. Gentleness. Gentleness. Oh, yeah. I'll wash it. I'll, I'll vacuum it. Oh, yeah. I'll be gentle. Goodness. Go- I'll do good with that car. I'll pick up converts with that car. 
I'll run errands for little old ladies in that car. Faithfulness. Faith. 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 It's okay. You know a song pops to my mind every time I see you? Never mind. And uh, faith. Oh, yeah. My faith is building that this is the car. Meekness. Meekness. Oh, yeah. I can be humble about this car. Uh-oh. And you are what? Temperance. Now tell me I can't have the car for two years. The Spirit's leading me to get the car. I don't have to be tempered. I don't have to wait. I'm going to get that car. Really? You know it's not the Spirit leading if you have to violate any one of the nine. Because the Spirit won't do that to you and He won't do that to me. You know what's really crazy about what I'm telling you? is that if you will let the Spirit lead you, and let's say that we get in to, tell me you love Jennifer, but you're dating another girl. Watch this. And all of a sudden, do I know, is this the fruit of the Spirit or the works of the flesh? It's very simple. Tell me you love her, but you're kind of flirting with three girls. You can't do it, can you? You're a smart man. I'll see if he do it. He ain't got the guts. You want to know why? Because it's not true. And uh, please listen to me. The works of the flesh, you have to work at it, work at it, work at it, work at it. When the spirit leads, it's like cutting hot butter with a knife. And it's the easiest thing you'll ever do. I'm scared. Have, have a seat. Everybody have a seat. I'm scared for Christians. I'm going to tell you why. Because we don't recognize that when everybody's mad and upset around us, you better check it because it really may not be the Holy Spirit of God leading. But when it's the Spirit leading, it's as easy as it comes. Everybody's happy. Everybody's in tune. And it's really amazing to me that we sacrifice what we've known forever on the altar of getting what we can get right now. And we don't even realize that in our life, the Holy Spirit is easy when he leads. Can I ask you a question? What are you manipulating right now to get done in your life that you are stressed over and you have connived and you're like, I can't take it anymore. Nobody's seeing it my way. Probably the reason nobody's seeing it your way is because it's not the Spirit leading let him lead. You want to work yourself to death? You just lead me. Lead me. He doesn't push. He leads you. I don't know if this has helped you. I understood it, and I've been blessed by my own preaching. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we sure do love you. Thank you for the night. Thank you for all that you